I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. J-Cross, how good would you say you are at the guitar? I would say I... Your three choices are beginner, intermediate, or advanced. Probably beginner. Okay, excellent. How would you like to move up to intermediate? I'd really like to be an intermediate guitar player. That's the only thing I've ever wanted to be. Good. That's about as far as you'll get. Yes. Unless Uh you use Guitar Tricks. Okay, tell me more. Guitar Tricks is an excellent website to teach you how to move from beginner Mm -hmm. to intermediate Mm -hmm. to advanced guitar. Okay. Whether you're just starting out or whether, you know... You could be, you should be better than you are. Like me. Indeed. Yes. Um, Guitar Tricks uh, will help you move through those stages as a guitar player. And good for you, Jay Cross. We have worked together with Guitar Tricks to bring a 14-day free trial to not only you, but to the listeners of the Guitar Nerds podcast. So that means I can try it for 14 days, and if I'm not into it, just cancel it. You can, indeed. But... I'm probably going to be into it. I think you probably will. Okay. You'll notice a uh, swift advancement of your guitar skills. Excellent. So, do you want to know where you can get this offer? Where can you get the offer? Guitarnerds.net forward slash guitar tricks. Can you repeat that for me? I can. Guitarnerds.net forward slash guitar tricks. Is there um, like an app that you can use or do you have to do it on your computer? (laughs) Guitarnerds.net forward slash guitar tricks hello Hello and welcome to guitar nerds my name is mark peckham and i'm here to introduce everyone Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Pack. I'm joined this evening by Matt Knight. Good evening. Jay Cross. Hi. And Joe... Brenton! Oh, hello there, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> wow sun's out and um suddenly we've all come back to life i felt last week's podcast uh, i felt a little lethargic did you i felt a little disappointed in our own performance last week i thought the it was po- good patreon was very good i seem to remember the patreon being very good but i'm um 
Go on, Matt. I just realised that your shelf is rather bare, Jay. Yeah. What I'm, happened? Well, I mean, it's a bare shelf. I'm uh, I'm moving house on Friday, so I've started packing mm-hmm. stuff away, and the easiest thing to pack away first was the stuff that is in boxes. Guitar pedals. <laughs> so the pedals are the first thing to go. And uh, yeah, next thing is uh, the next level of shelving, which currently is now just a my uh, Watkins copycat, a picture of uh, Dale Cooper and a picture of uh, Woodrow Wilson as depicted in that episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> it's not actually Woodrow Wilson though, is it? No, no, it's... Uh, Someone else. I can't remember what the fella's name is. Maddie's sh- shrugging her shoulders and looking annoyed so this is um if people used to watch the video version of the podcast this is uh when the part of your flat where all the pedals were stacked up behind us they've now all gone into boxes ready for a big move yep um which we're doing on friday yes i've been roped into helping out um and the podcast is going to move back to mine for a bit so if it sounds different next week that's why it's why it sounds different because mm. I'm I'm going to be moving as well so Joy. that's a quick catch up in all our there lives you, you know, oh, you know. Um, matt Knight, what's um, what's been going on with you this week uh, first of all, social news. I have deactivated my Twitter account. <laughs> have you? So you, you can done? no longer follow me on Matt underscore Knight Can Can someone else go and grab it though? Uh, sure, why not? No, I don't <laughs> I mean, think so. I, I think, think if you've just if you've just deactivated, then the account is still there. The like the handle is still is, there. Is it not that if you don't use it for a certain amount of time, no. if you don't reactivate no, it, then don't think so. Really, you can just park it and think not do so. it. But think yeah. about all those like hundreds of podcast episodes that are still in circulation that people might listen to tomorrow. Yeah, well, they'll go there and it'll say, uh-huh. sorry, denied. So if you go to Matt underscore Nazi on Twitter at the moment, what actually happens? I think it. Says, I think it still brings up my account because you get fourteen days. In case you were like, God, what did I do? What did I do that for? And then you can go back right, just, and change your mind. See, just, I'm telling you, Jay, you've been on the Twitter bandwagon, but people are leaving, man. It's, it's Matt hasn't tweeted in like hill. a year. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's, I actually hadn't tweeted in nearly two years, apart from two retweets. Um, so I was just like, this is... So just Twitter's follow great. the Guitar Nerds Instagram instead, because yeah. I'm all about that. Everyone's going to that Insta. I am, I've been going through and deleting my tweets. It's really cathartic. There's a program that does it, and like you can go, yeah, delete everything, the whole thing, or you can go anything older than 30 days or anything older than a week. It's really good, really, really nice. Anyway, have you done anything guitar-related, Matt? Uh, I have. I played some guitar, so that's relatively guitar-related. But yesterday I had a lovely interview with Blake Wyland from The Tone Mob. I featured on his podcast. Ah, we had a good chat. A little bit of moonlighting um, on another podcast. Yeah, yeah, I think because he's interviewed shit, you, man. right? You've been on it as well. I have, yeah, it was good fun. It's good. He asked me about pizza. Yeah, he asked me about pizza as well. I said, as long as it's not ham and pineapple, it's all right. I'm, I'll stand behind the ham and pineapple. Nah, I'm into it. I'm into t- it. The only thing worse than pineapple on pizza is uh, sweet corn on pizza. Oh, oh, you're crazy. Sweet corn on pizza. <laughs> sweet corn doesn't deserve to be. It's not a. It's, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, sweet corn on pizza. No, it don't. It don't. It don't make any sense. Anyway, so what did you talk about, Matt? We talked about well, we talked about boss because he wanted to delve into the boss um, because you know we kind of cut it cut it short on the uh, on the old guitar nerds podcast now. So we talked about boss for a bit, and then we talked about boutique pedal builders and how many people he knows, which is ridiculous and unfair. <laughs> Um, because the- he lives near so many people and I think he basically knows everyone who builds pedals in America yeah Portland uh, where he is is quite a hub for boutique builders at the moment so yeah. Um, yeah I guess he's got a lot of people close by 
And uh, we talked a little bit about the history of kind of like Wampler and some of the people we know and kind of the price of boutique pedals and the kind of level of hardcore research that goes into some things and uh, kind of how it ties into sort of Boss. And he had a couple of Boss uh, urban legends that he wanted to clarify with me, or at least one urban legend that he wanted to clarify with me, which actually is true. When um, We won't spoil what that is, um, but would you know when the podcast is coming out? Um, I think it's coming out next week. Okay, I will check with him, and then maybe I will put something in the Facebook group. But oh. it was it was quite good, and we used a crazy app that I've never used before called Ringer. Yeah, where um, you um you can just phone each other and it records it. It's pretty yeah, yeah. it's pretty useful. Yeah, and then it just like sends it into the cloud and then just emails it to the person who's the host, all mixed down and ready to go. So yeah, yeah, some um, super neat, super neat. So I saw on um, saw on Facebook you were playing a bit of guitar yesterday. Anything new, or are you just um, messing around? with No, the, I just uh, finally set my, I finally wired my pedal board up. I took it apart just after years, and I only really got around to wiring it up again last week. Worth so I've just been sort of playing around with that and. Uh, Got that Fuzzrocious Feed Me, which I was talking about last week, which is awesome, and just been playing with the kind of Echo Line Roadrunner, which we reviewed. When did we do the review for that? November, I think it came yeah. out on the Guitar Nerds channel. And I think it's still probably one of my favourite drive pedals. Yeah, so yeah. Good. Great that, sounding pedal. Gear of the Year. It was 100% Gear of the Year. Yeah, yeah. Great pedal. What a great pedal. Worth mentioning, um, this week's Patreon, as voted for by the Guitar Nerds Forum members, is the Ungiggable Rig. So we're going to get more of the uh, lowdown on the Ungiggable Rig later on um, in the Patreon episode. So, oh, I'm ooh, excited. Uh, Jay Cross, apart from packing, have you actually managed to do um, any guitar stuff, or have you just put it all in boxes? A lot of it's in boxes. Um, I also went on holiday this week. Um, so I did the podcast. We did the podcast. I can't. This week's disappeared so fast. Did a podcast last Monday, yeah, and then uh, Maddie and I got up at four o'clock on Tuesday morning to go on holiday. That's when I was finishing editing and uploading the podcast. Was it at that time? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. It takes a long time. It's good. Yeah, you could have just give. You could have given us a hand to the train station. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, we went to Valencia, which is really nice. Uh, didn't see any guitars there. Okay, good. Um, we we're only there for two <laughs> days, so we just like looked at the streets and stuff. Nice. Uh, it's good. So basically, you're uh, the, as close as you've come to guitar stuff is when you were putting all the pedals, when I was in, putting boxes those pedals today. in boxes. Yeah, that's right. Good. Yeah, yeah. Good. Well, yeah, I'm glad that's... you're glad you're with us this week. Still. Well, you know, you're here for uh, more support and Absolutely. talk through the news. That's right. That's right. That's what I'm here for this week. Joey B, have you done any more than uh, than Jay Cross this week in terms of guitar stuff? Have I? You took um, a special delivery. Yes, from I a listener. Did. That was actually yeah. That that was the highlight of my of my week do you want to explain a bit more and maybe give props where they're due okay so yes um so alex chapman a dedicated podcast listener yes um drove all the way down uh to from st albans i I think it was st albans okay um to deliver to us or to me to us yes to you (laughs) all the total guitars yeah, is it just total guitar? It's well, I mean, yes, it's it's no, it's well, it's total guitar, but there are also and and I mean like all of them. I think there are there are some missing sort of. I think it starts around 1996. Yeah. Um and goes up to I don't know. I've I've only started flicking through but sort of relatively recently. There are some sort of still unopened in like 
their mail order packs. Really? Yeah. So so um yeah, Alex drops off basically how many how much was it it's about 100 kilos 100 kilos of guitar magazines of guitar magazines and all the CDs that came with them yep um, and then there were some really nice little extras um, included as well things like um, a late 90s Ibanez catalogue okay um, was in there and there are a couple of other bits I can't remember now I'll, I'll start to go through them to be honest I've been I've been really really enjoying looking up um, my guitar shop's old ads from the nineties. Yeah, um, seeing what was in there. <laughs> yeah, they're just ridiculous. Or well, every company's were like because they're all just lists. Before guitar shops had marketing departments, it's amazing. Well, it's not that. I guess it's before they had websites. Yeah. So yeah, it was yeah. just yeah. lists of things they had in stock yeah, and how exactly. much they were. Well, yeah, things that I remember maybe looking they had at it through, through like PRSs and stuff and being like, oh, they've got like a custom twenty-four in stock, and then looking at the price and being like. I'm never going to afford that. Yeah, yeah. Well, was- but, um, there was loads of shops. If, it's funny because you look now, and I, I remember looking at those guitar magazines and seeing loads of shops that now just don't exist. Yeah, I think they basically yeah. got wiped out when everyone moved to the internet. And Flying they pig, didn't Flying Sick. Do you remember them? Flying pig. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah. That was a. Um, I had a friend who bought a guitar from Flying Pig, and it was essentially just like an Argos. Like, yeah, you went in. It was a little hole cut in the wall. And the guy oh, it was went, an actual shop. Yeah, yeah. And the guy went. Well, they did mainly mail order, which is why the shop yeah, yeah, was like yeah. this. But yeah, you went in, went to the counter, and went, "Oh, have you got a Mexican telly?" And he's like, "Yeah, hang on, go and get it. Give you the box. They didn't have any amps or anything you could plug into. They just gave you the box of the guitar and went. See you later. It's like here's three hundred quid or whatever. Wow, weird. Yeah, yeah, ridiculous. But it was. Oh, it's it's great. We we we're gonna do loads of. We we've got to do some Patreon and some. Uh, so content on them. the plan is, I think, to try and find the gear of the year from each uh, year. from each year uh-huh. and do a special Patreon series where we read through the mag and um, like discuss the gear of the year that year. And I'm we'll really t- excited about. We'll that. try and do yeah. them in in order. Yes, um, but we, you need to dig them out. Yes, first. yeah. I'm gonna. I, well, I want to go through them anyway and, and and bring out choice things. So there were like I was flicking through old ones. I found like uh, the magazine that had like the launch of the Line Six pod in it amazing i found an incredible advert for like a it was a 400 pounds yamaha multi-fx and I, I i'm gonna i'm making a list i can't remember the name of it now because this is just it wasn't of, like the magic stomp or something like no, that. no 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 it was it it looked awful it's one of those oh, was things it the uad i could I, 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 I couldn't tell you even if you if you named it now because i was just making a list of all the um all the really weird um, sort of rubbish bits that are in there but it was the, like the one that you sent a picture of was the Squire M77 that was the guitar yeah yeah which was I Squire I didn't even know that was a thing yeah that was Squire doing a Les Paul so what that is but it's a Guild model yes indeed I know what yeah, it is, so yeah. when Fender bought a Guild um, there was already a model which, which in fact I've, Jay no, I've got the Diamond version you had the Diamond which yeah, is yeah. the same thing yeah, yeah, essentially yeah, the sure. Diamond version Although I think the squires were glued neck rather than bolt on, because I seem to remember yeah, your think mine was bolt one. one. But yeah. yeah, squire is essentially a squire Les Paul, the M seventy seven. Unbelievable! Yeah. I can't believe they did it. Yeah, totally. There's loads of weird stuff around that time because squire were doing and Fender also were doing a lot of Korean set neck stuff around that time. So that's when you got things like the squire Esquire Scorpion, which was a like a gloss black glued neck. Esquire with a humbucker and a scorpion inlay on the 12th fret. Oh, that's everything you've ever wanted in a guitar. They also, they also did something, I think it was called the Celtic, which was that, but it had like a green finish, like a dark green finish with a Celtic cross on the 12th fret as well. 
just ridiculous. Like, why do those guitars exist? That's mad. Joe, you should um, yeah. try and find some, if if you see any, vintage Boss adverts, because I'm collecting some at the okay. moment. And a friend of mine in Australia found one from America, where at a point they were giving away scores of mopeds if you bought Boss gear in store. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's... There's like selective stores in America where you could basically win a moped if you bought some boss pedals. That's, That's so, so good. But but yeah, this is kind of this this is very much a soft announcement of this because we something that we're going to do we down do, the line. Yeah, we're going to I'm really really grateful to Alex because we can do so much with these. This is so much content. I also really loved just speaking of the Square M77 and around that time Fender seemed to be like every product in there they were obviously putting quite a lot of money into the magazine when something like as much of a rip-off as the squire m77 can come with a tagline from total guitar um not just another look-alike this distinctive squire has a style of its own yeah and when it's it's actually a rebranded version of a guitar made by one of their subsidiary companies which is a knockoff of another really famous guitar shape it's so good it's a style all of its own I don't know what you what, <laughs> what could you possibly mean so I think what would be good is maybe if you just pull some random mags that aren't the gear of the year ones yeah. um, and just leave them in case we're ever short of news on a podcast yeah, and you yeah. can pick out some good stuff and we'll do it on there but yeah yeah, I'm going to do some read throughs I think of some of the of some of the magazines well it's going to be great there's going to be loads of stuff but also we've got a couple of other little presents courtesy of Alex in okay. the in the ridiculous amount of of bags full of magazines and cds i wanted to it wasn't a horse's head was it no it wasn't a horse's head um but he did give us a couple of pedals did he which was pretty cool no you didn't declare this did i not i'm sure i did gone under the radar um straight on ebay we got um a slightly customized customized for me version of the tc mo joe mojo mojo the best drive pedal of the last five years I'll tell you what it is it's the best paperweight of the last five years but but nice try anyway <laughs> mate those pedals are wicked well, well this one's broken so I, you did actually tell yeah, me oh this. okay I did yeah. but it now says Mojo oh Joe J- I am J-O-E. using it as a paperweight at work and anyway I'm gonna it's going to be the subject of um, of a Branton Ranton anyway the why t- because that's great the most overrated drive pedal no you're ever. a mug mate you're no. a mug I bought, I bought two of those and uh, both of them I lent to friends and never got back well what was the other terrible. pedal the other pedal was uh, what's that company that you can only get at Anderson's is it Tone Tone City Tone City, Tone City. it's the Tone City Golden Plexi okay oh, that's a, a good mini pedal yeah right? it is now it, Alex was saying he could only it, it, it just it just screamed whenever he turned it on oh. through his amp and it, it just really was completely unsuitable for him yeah um, so he sort of passed it on for us to do a bit does of, it work yeah yeah okay. yeah it works fine it's just that it doesn't work for him with the way his amp setup is interesting because we've still got um the pedal pal effects the yeah. um other one i'd like the to marshall-y. do we've got loads of marshall pedals. i'd like to do a bit of a shootout of yeah. these things especially because we've got things things like that that golden plexi is a really good rep yep and golden brownie we we really rate the golden brownie as yep. well and then you know of course you What's that one that you really like? Pedal Pal Effects. Yeah, that's the one you want to get on your board. And of course, Matt, you bought one of the Marvel drives. Marvel drive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't have it anymore, but we've got one. We have. We've, yeah. We still got. Yeah, yeah. yeah so we can do some uh, do some shootouts with yeah. those. So. Yeah. Um, any Spe- other? Ne- oh, go on, Jay. I was just going to say, speaking of uh, of of gifts and shoutouts and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, after the podcast last week, where I think you're right, we were feeling a little bit lethargic, and I was talking about how I wanted to drink a coffee. 
uh, Jake Gray, who listens to the podcast, uh, got in touch and he was like, oh, I just wanted to let you know that I'm a, uh, I'm like a amateur coffee roaster. Nice. And uh, yeah, just, you know, just wanted to send you a bag of coffee if you, if you like Aww, making it. I want it. a bag of coffee. So, uh, so no, Jake, Matt. No, not, no. So uh, yeah, thanks very much, Jake. I just had an email from him today saying that he's, he's posted them out. So oh, amazing. Uh, Is he posting them here? Yeah, he's posting them here, but he does know that I'm moving house at the end of the week. Right, he said fine. they left yesterday, I think. Fine, but uh, fine. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. So thanks very much, Jake. So really appreciate that. Basically, this whole opening segment has been, if you've got any freebies, any yeah. old guitar bags <laughs> yeah. lying around, just, um, just let us know. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig out all the, because there are sort of the, you know, the occasional catalogue in there so I'm going to dig those out because I think we could do some really fun stuff with that that'd all be cool yeah yeah, yeah definitely be they're, they're there to like decorate the studio once we get it like stick up like uh, an electro harmonics catalogue from I'd love to see the pedals that electro harmonics don't do anymore like you know some, I mean in terms so of many. the 90s stuff there isn't that many isn't there no they still sort of nothing really gets discontinued okay. I mean I think that just the biggest gets repurposed. thing is like the 70s and yeah, yeah. before they went bust there's like loads of stuff that occasionally just sort of pops up on eBay and I'm like I've never seen that before and it's like really weird big box like analog pedals that they yeah. probably made for like a year definitely <coughs> definitely but yeah no one's ever catalogued it no there's no resource for that at all well effects database has probably got some of that stuff on there I'd imagine but mm. yeah yeah um, so um, any other news Joe Branton I've got a bass you finally got a bass do you want to talk about that when you've actually got it we can talk about it when I got it okay let's do that <laughs> just leave, leave them <laughs> hanging on for the big news I wanted to talk about three new pedals that have come our way that I've been trying out this week um, first off the um, ground control audio oh, to Major Tom uh, the ground control audio Amaratsu, Amaretsu, um, uh, it's kind of an overdrive, um, basically. Amaretsu, as far as I'm aware, is a Japanese goddess of the sun, um, and the idea behind this pedal is that it's a make gooder pedal. It's a brightness um, kind of treble booster. Um, sounds really good, really aggressive, really nice and bright kind of does the opposite to well not so much the opposite but it kind of does more than something like the Dunlop Echoplex Pre in that it's quite a lot brighter than that if you're looking for a really jangly um, guitar sound then that would definitely be one to um, to check out um, also got the uh, Rock Fabric Effect Effects Rock Aqu- Fabric Rock Fabric Effects Aqualung um, which is a really good sort of transparent drive um, put that up against the Soul Food and it kind of sounds a bit nicer um, and amazing artwork on it as well I know we get kind of slated for talking about how pedals look rather than how they sound um, but really well put together and also this week the Matt are you familiar with the company Drybell Effects yes yeah. Yes, they make they make a really good Univibe pedal called they, the Vibe Machine. They do, which is sorry, what is it called again? Drybell. <laughs> <laughs> Consummate professional, there, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dry, so the Drybell effects um, Vibe Machine is the one that's landed with us. Um, and oh, amazing! I'm very, very surprised at just how good it sounds. That it's. I've heard <laughs> more than I've heard. Well, I've heard maybe nearly 10 people say it's the best vibe pedal they've plugged in yeah I mean it's not cheap I don't think I think they're nearly 300 quid if I remember right something like that yeah Um, and they it it also got sent through with some sort of expression I think it must be like a fast slow thing I've not really had time to plug it in I plugged the pedal in 
the just the, the vibe machine itself. I've not plugged in the expression, um, and it sounds very very good indeed. Yeah, it's uh, a fast yeah, it's a fast slow switch. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. But, well, um, but it's an expression awesome. pedal, so you can. It's not no. When I say expression, it's, oh, a, it's like it's a tap a, button. Yes, yeah, like right, okay. It's like a yeah, up or down. Basically. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Probably, well, I'm really excited to hear that. Yeah, that, it's uh, very, it's very. It's been good. on my list to try for quite a while. Yeah, 298 euros. Wow, so, I didn't realize it was good. that much money. It's it is very very good, really well built as well. Like a lot of the time, you get these kind of boutique pedals through, and you can tell they've just bought like a stock box, like a you know a cast box, and. Um, there's a lot of time they're a bit flimsy whereas this actually feels really really well put together and it's got loads of extra um i think it's got f- six extra tone pots on the side as well like little um trim pots, trim pots. Yeah, yeah sure i missed that but yeah definitely i've not like i said i only had like five minutes to plug it in so i've not really had too much time to mess around with it but yeah demos of all those coming soon i just want to give people a shout out as to what's what's arrived i'm really into that amaretsu Amaratsu. Yeah, it Pop. looks really good that. Yeah, yeah, really nice. Really um just super jangly. Just bring out the top end and everything. If you're kind of looking to do that with your um with your sound, then that is an awesome way of doing it. Um should we dive in some news? Newbie. Um so first up some bass news. Warwick have announced the custom shop master built Sklar bass. Holy moly. Who is Sklar? Leyland Sklar. Okay. Tell me more. Tell me more. Did she have oh, did he have knows a Sklar? Who Leyland Sklar is. Oh. Le- yeah, Leyland Sklar is like Gandalf, the Gandalf of the bass. He does look quite beardy. <laughs> yes. Go on. Tell so tell us about him. Leyland Sklar is like um uh, an old-timey session geezer who has uh um, always been uh, well known for playing really weird stuff like uh, like 20 years ago he was playing fan fret basses <laughs> okay. and stuff like you know he's for, for a guy who looks like kind of like uh, well Gandalf he uh, and, and speaks a lot like him as well how, but, how's, so, how with, that well, guy? with an American accent but you know he's very like a husky old dude if you but were, he just loves like really cool modern gear uh, but what would it sound like if he sort of told us about his bass and the sort of spec and stuff I, I'm not going to do it in go, I, I can't, I can't <laughs> do the Gandalf <laughs> do, in an American accent well it doesn't matter just do the no, Gandalf no because I want people to take it Tell seriously me about it's the a really spec. cool thing okay what? the um, so Warwick have Warwick are, Warwick Dis- are doing some cool stuff at the moment I, I, I'll do it in a minute Warwick are doing some cool stuff at the moment. They've uh, they've had like this Warwick bass players like school club thing for the last few years where they invite a load of players over. Um and like Stu Ham and Juan Alderet have all um been going to these things. Now, whilst this one's yet unreleased, Juan Alderet's been playing his own signature model that Warwick have uh, work have made for him. He's been playing that like on his Instagram channel, but it's not yet. Is it just launched. a jazz bass? No, no, it's nothing like that. It's a big fretless hollow body. Of course, it's, yeah, it's it's totally different. But it sounds great, but um, it's completely different from sort of what you know we're used to seeing him with. And the the Leyland Sklar, he's been playing, um, he's been playing like a star bass for quite a few years. The star bass is Warwick's um, kind of. Uh, three three five shape so yeah big so, humbuckers in there yeah exactly so two active MEC humbuckers in the in the standard the star two the star base two um, but anyway he's got his own master build which has some refinements from the uh, the ordinary star base which are totally cool 
Um, he has uh, because of course it's like a big jazz guitar it's obviously it's got that large lower bout which is a bit awkward on the arm so (laughs) so there's a cutout on a hollow body wait what do you mean like at the back or the front on on the front like an like a strap yeah but on a hollow body. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's really... Because the Starbase is quite blocky, isn't it? It's yeah. almost like... um, It looks... The the body looks a bit like a Fender Starcaster. In yeah, that it's, right, it's hollow yeah. body but and it's carved top, but it finishes in a very sort of square edge. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow, well, so this has... Yeah, it's got a kind of like a strap cutaway, forearm yeah. cutaway. Yeah, I've just brought up a picture for Mark to see. But yeah, it's got that and, uh, and a kind of a revised F-hole in sort of more of an S it's not an S for Sklar but it's just sort I of bet it more, is. more of a straight yeah. shape and uh, and yeah the so they've done a few they've said it's weird that this has been announced because even in the video that Sklar's got on Warwick they're talking about like the one that he's got being a prototype and then they've got this next one that doesn't even look like it's finished and they're like yeah we think this is going to be closer to what it's going to be so it's right. like so they've sort of announced this master build before they finished it but um the the, ne- the price oh well all the warwick master built stuff is is very very expensive it i mean this is it's a completely the the star base is like laminate wood and this is completely solid like a, a flame maple top and what is the price back and sides i don't know Matt, what is it, Matt? Uh, Eight thousand four hundred and thirty-nine euros. Wow, that's a lot of money. Yeah, I mean the even the you've the got to be really into his two and a half thousand sessions to the. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of sessions. Yeah, the um, even the the neck on the one he has um, is like uh, rosewood for the E A and D, and then maple for the G string. The fretboard, you mean? What did I say? You said the neck. Oh yeah, I meant the fretboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So mate, uh, rosewood on the basier strings and yeah. then maple on the lighter strings for a bit more well, zing just, just the G but yeah it's, uh, it's it's great it looks absolutely brilliant it's a proper blingy bass but the, it's a weird uh, thing to the, sort of the thing announced. about it is I actually don't mind how it looks like, I'm not into that cutaway so much the thing that ruins it for me gold hardware mm. if that was chrome hardware you know that would actually look pretty classy like I even quite like that sort of F-hole that's not an F-hole well the one um, the one that they were working on um, was um, was black hardware. Well, that's even worse. <laughs> no, black hardware is the best hardware. No, 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 no. Chrome. If you're building like a guitar like that, like flame top, don't put black hardware. Well, on it. there wasn't a flame top on the one. What do you think it is? A tanglewood. Yeah. Well, um, yes. Whatever. It's cool. Anyway. Anyway. So yes. Sorry, listeners. That was a bit of base news, but it is totally cool. Go check it out. Also, check out Lee Sklar. He's cool. He looks Lee, like Gandalf. Lee Sklar or Leyland Sklar. Or uh, same. Call either either, or, yeah, yeah. either or. Um Matt Knight, do you want to tell us about the new Floyd Rose Railtail Tremolo? I can indeed. Um, I was like, oh, Floyd Rose, I don't know if I'm particularly interested because it would have no use to me. But actually, this is quite cool. This is a retrofit Strat Tremolo by Floyd Rose. Yes. So no modifications needed. It will fit into any standard... Um, well, they say they call it modern string spacing, but one sixteenth spacing, which I think is basically American um, six-point trems, or sorry, Mexican six-point trems, or vintage six-point trems. Um, but yeah, basically, a, no up movement, only down movement. But you get an extra fifteen degrees, and if you use um, you know a decent sort of guitar nut and locking tuners, you can get some pretty 
out there um, whammy moves without it going out of tune. So basically, a super um, trem system. So yeah, it's do, does great. this does this include a uh, locking system, or is it just you just replace the trem and regular strap? You're just trem. replacing the, the trem on your strap. Okay, fine. Basically, um, and they do it in a yeah a narrow spacing or a. Um, like a wide spacing if you've got like a trem bucker or something like that because you know the the spacing on the pole pieces is slightly out yeah um the saddles are really nice though they're sort of like mini roller ones yeah um so you get less um string friction friction so you get better tuning stability as well um and just great i think if you do a lot of trem work like the the modern two-point trem on say um the one that jumped out of me is the jeff beck but any of the old deluxes um, had the same trem system. I always thought they were really good, but if you've got maybe a cheaper fender and you want a better trem system because those cheap ones aren't great, um, those sort of like mixed metal um, blocks don't give you tons of sustain. This is like a much better option. For they like look great. Trems. I was yeah. going to say they, the the look is incredible. They're like flawless, basically. Whereas on you know like a fender trem, you can see the bolts into the body and you can see all the kind of mechanics of it these look really neat really like, tasteful really, yeah totally and you know that's bulky but like doesn't not not overly like no, when i heard floyd rose doing the strap to yeah. the trem you make assumptions but this is this is super tasteful yeah yeah and yeah. it's i think it um you know it's not bulky like an old like shallow or something like that um yeah, it's not a kayla is it no exactly it looks yeah really neat almost looks like the music man bridge like on, yeah it does um, yeah, yeah you're right yeah on uh what's it called? Clark, yeah st vincent and stuff yeah i think uh, a really nice thing from floyd rose which is not something that you or any of us would uh would normally say normally if i had the need for it i'd i'd really can consider it if i didn't want to i just wouldn't want to put one on my vintage i say vintage it's not really vintage but my old paisley strat um but if i had like a more if i had a cheaper one if it wasn't loads of money i'd think oh that'd be a perfect for a mod mode but it's going to be about three times the price yeah yeah bit a uh, bit too much maybe but maybe we'll get in touch with them and see if they'll uh, they'll give us one and we'll put it on that uh, the pink sparkly strat and see how that, that would be quite cool it would indeed it would indeed um who wants to talk about the brand new fender custom shop bob bain son of a gun telecaster so I, I didn't really know a huge amount about who he was. But well, I did he it. was the villain in the third Batman movie. Can you do this whole story in the Bane voice? <laughs> oh, Bane. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra start hiring professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com people today wow nice yeah what you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. 
Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was the joke I was making. I didn't, I didn't get it. He's, he's Kirko's dad. <laughs> Took you a minute, but anyway, it was worth anyway, it. Anyway, um, so Bob Bain was um, a old session guitarist who played guitar um, for people like Frank Sinatra and Ray Charles and uh, Nat King Cole Ghoul. and uh, Rachel Ghoul. I think it's Raish. Oh, is actually. it? Yeah. Uh, well, it actually depends on uh, which version of the character you're talking about. Uh, yeah. Well, Joe and me were both talking about the one that I got correct. Okay, uh, so Joe is incorrect. Oh, okay. um, but anyway, yeah, it's um, so it's another one of these uh, custom shop uh, models, which is going into the catalogue. Um, they're making a thousand, which I think is quite a lot for. It a, does sound like quite a lot. For no, a, Jay, you've misread that. <laughs> oh no, th- you're right. They're I making did... thirty built by Paul Weller, but he played on thousands of sessions. You're right. I did you misread the press release. I am misreading the press release. <laughs> You're quite correct. So they're making 30 of them. Who's the builder? Not a thousand. Paul Waller. Okay, not Paul Weller. Not Paul Weller. Are <laughs> no. you sure you've read the press release? <laughs> it's definitely Paul Waller. Okay, he, fine. Thank you for correcting the awesome me there, mate. master-built telly that we had at GAC before I left. The pink paisley heavy relic with TV Jones pickup in the neck. Oh, very nice. Very nice. So, Matt, do you want to give us the rundown on what this Bob Bain telly actually is? Yeah, although one thing that I don't mean, think Jay did mention, he played the on the original Batman theme. <laughs> yeah. oh! So how was that? Yes! It all comes back yes! around. Bane created the Batman theme tune. Oh, that is... <laughs> but, oh, I'm, I'm going. That's it. That's it. See you later. That is one for today. But yeah, essentially, it's a, it's a 1953 um, blonde telly. It's got no. the... Oak. Oh right, I see where you go. It's got the uh, it's got the iconic sort of Telecaster look, but it's also got a humbucker in the neck and a Bigsby. Yeah, um, the Bigsby is the bit. The Bigsby does look incredibly cool on this. I mean, I know you're generally anti the Bigsby J, but I mean, this is, this is this has probably been on that guitar for like Bigsby's on Teddy seventy years, nearly. Yeah, you know, it's it's you know it's it's fun. Yeah, it's it, on this guitar. I think it looks. I think it looks pretty cool. I've never seen that sort of Bigsby on a Telly before. No, no. it's weird. B sixteen. B sixteen. What's the normal one, Matty? Because there's normal. You B- get B- like five. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, this one has a complete like wrap around. It, it, it's part of the whole telly bridge piece. It is, yeah. So the bit that goes over the bridge pick, or the bit that the bridge pickup connects to, yeah. um, is also part of the uh, the bridge. Is there anything interesting about the switching? It looks like there's like a micro switch or something on there. Matt Knight, any? No, uh... I think it's just a. Um, I think that's just markings on the pit guard, but I think it's just a standard um, volume tone and three-way selector okay and humbucker in the neck do we know if that's just uh fender like wide range or it's something? a uh, 59 more done yes yeah, oh, 59 yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. and a no cast still plays that guitar now apparently wow it's 91 oh He's wow that guitar, uh basically since he bought it in the mid 1950s oh that's so cool. incredible that's very very cool that's the sort of thing where i think does yeah. he know that he could sell it and buy like 10 custom shops for, yeah maybe maybe he I mean at 91 he's probably like I might as well just stick with this one <laughs> <laughs> no need to change um, that's the sort of thing I think 
that is a cool thing for the custom shop to be making. Like a lot of the time, the sort of tributes and the signature models and stuff, particularly for me on the Gibson side of things, yeah. I just think they didn't need to make this. This person didn't play this guitar for very long. Things like the Billy Gibbons with the pinstriping on it, like yeah, and like the the Tom Schultz. Um, the guy from Boston the um, it was like a that guitar was, like, was cool though it was like a, it wasn't that cool it was like it's 1968 with a P90 in the neck I thought like, that guitar was cool I've always had a bit of a soft spot for that I didn't like that guitar there's a lot of things out there that I just think this didn't need to be made you know you're not honouring like someone who's had this guitar for a long time it's like they played this in one video and it looks vaguely cool so you've made it but this is cool the guy played this for what like 60 years or something and it sounds like he's played yeah. on some iconic records and stuff why not honour him he's 91 make 30 of them that sounds that sounds really good yeah that's yeah. great oh I hope some make it over here I think hopefully they will and there's 30 you'd think the one would come out expensive. yeah I think they will too um, talking of things that are uh, inexpensive but also very very cool Matt and I let's talk about the Joyo pedal carpet yeah <laughs> Uh, this is gear of the year right here. Oh, <laughs> gear of the year winner this right is now. The same as those buttons, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's the new barefoot buttons. Um, um, tell us about the pedal carpet. The, yeah, I saw the kind of like uh, video. It was like a sponsored video that came up on my Facebook feed, and I was just like, I'll just I'll watch it later. And then it so happened to come up uh, obviously when you were writing the podcast, and I was like, I'll just have a quick look at it. It is basically a carpet, a piece of carpet with Velcro on top. Uh, with a rubber base that you can use as a fold away pedal board yes um so it's multi-layered so there's a like a rubber base and then there's like an air pocket as it were there's basically just a, a piece of sticky velcro like material on top you can actually cut into the top of it and run your cables in the carpet okay i see what you mean yeah and then when you're done you could just take some pedals off and you can just roll it up or you can just pick up the carpet and fold it over and take it with you i think this is cool I, for, for people who, i think it's cool for home use yeah i, I you know, it, i think although i suppose actually if you kind of had a couple of bits and you're just like i've got a couple of odd you know like you only use a tu2 and you just like need something that to put it on for gigs that's easy to fold away you could just like tu2 and a sans amp it's just on the pedal carpet and away you go you yeah. don't have to spend well i don't know how much he's going to be but i can't imagine they're going to be very much at all but you don't need to go out and spend 100 quid on a pedal board and a power supply totally totally and like you say you know it's potentially something you could fold up into your gig bag or whatever and it holds the pedals in place while you're on stage I think that's what it's designed yeah. for I have to say yeah. that uh, knowing some of the venues that um, we frequent yes. I'm not sure that you'd want to take a take this pedal carpet stick it on the floor of one of these uh, beer soaked uh, venues. It will end up like one of those beer mats that are on like a, a pub and bar. Then, and then I mean, that's what it, it sort of looks like. And then like. put it yeah. back in your living room. Do you know what I mean? That's not really... Uh... I wonder if someone was like putting their pedals away after a gig and then just put a pedal with Velcro down on one of those beer mats and then went, hang on, I've got an idea. Joyo, get yeah. on the phone. No, it was <laughs> it was actually uh, Jeffrey Oyo himself. Uh, Jeffrey Oyo did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was, I love it was, Big Jeff. He's, yeah, Jeffrey Oyo, great yeah, dude. Yeah. Great dude. I like his Oi band. Oh no, that was uh, that was his uh, his brother, uh, Jimmy Jimmy Oyo. Jimmy, Jimmy Oyo, <laughs> so ridiculous. Um, they don't get on. No, they don't. I hear that they have a, a bad old time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with that, should we move into some questions? Question. 
First up, uh, Robin says, Okay, here's the thing. I want to have that God is an astronaut style guitar sound, where the sound is split into one heavily reverby sound with modulations, and the other is bit crushed and ring modded and filtered, and they've combined back together with a bit of the clean signal. Is there any realistic way of doing this cheaply and effectively without a high-end multi-effect unit like the Helix or the Fractal FX8? Matt Knight, are you familiar with uh, God is an Astronaut? I, I am not, um, but I can really? see what he's trying to do. Okay, no, jo- Joe, do you know what this is? Well, yeah, but I mean, everyone knows who God is an Astronaut are. Do they? Well, yes, if you like post-rock, I guess, yeah. Okay, fine. Well, I don't, so I don't know who they are. Well, that's pretty well <laughs> described. Okay, so... I'm not sure I quite understand. So one sound is like clean but reverby. Yeah. And then the other is sort of like super heavy reverb on one side and then yeah, the other one needs to be like um like bit crushed and affected. Yeah, so you're basically running super a parallel effects chain. Okay. So what's the um, easiest way of doing that? The easiest way to do it is actually a product I think we mentioned last week or the, the week before. Yes, eight. The yeah. um, Pigtronics Keymaster. Ah, okay. It's, the che- it's probably the cheapest thing that I know to do it. They're about 250 quid, so it's not going to be, like, mega cheap. Um, but, but compared to something like a Helix, uh, yeah, it is quite cheap. Yeah, because you effectively you've got two effects loops and then an input and an output, and then there's a crossfade control on the top, which can then be controlled with an expression pedal. So when you're in the center, obviously you get both and then you can fade between one side or the other um but then it's also a loop switcher so you can turn them on and off individually so if you then want to add in like the bit crushed sound or anything like that you can you can do that the only thing you won't be able to do is blend in extra clean sound on top unless you kind of run another chain in that which i think would probably get a bit ridiculous i think you'd better off just running two chains and then blending the, the two together uh, two chains um I, two, so, chains. two chains um so i guess um it would depend on what reverb pedal you've got because if you've got something that's got like a wet dry mix then mm. you could heavily affect the wet signal keep some of the dry signal in then use that in one channel of the key master and then yeah. use your other distorted uh, like your heavily affected stuff on the other channel of the key master yeah you could try to do something like that there's also um I mean, if you contacted um, the wonderful James at Bright Onion, he has made some bits for me before, and I think he may, he could make a two-loop effects box that will do series or parallel, but you won't get the mix control. Right. Uh, so it depends if you kind of really want to sort of blend between the two or not. Did you say the Keymaster can do, like, um, series and parallel? It can do series and parallel. It's got a 10 dB input and output boost. Um, and you can use it like a normal two-loop effect switcher as well, which is quite cool. It does, it does a bit of everything. It's a great um, studio tool, but if you go on their website, they've got a really good demo of it kind of like switching in and out like two massive like pedal chains. Without, um, I think that'd be the best way to do it. Without giving you the uh, option to shill stuff, does the um, boss... Um, I forget what it's called now, the one that's got two loops on it, not the ES8... The uh, LS, the line selector, LS2. Uh, LS2 has, you could run two pedal chains in that, but it will only allow you to mix both of them or have one or the other. Okay. So you won't necessarily get a um, 
almost like a blend because you effectively what you want to do is run them in parallel yeah rather than run them in series because that way you'll get more of the clean and reverb and the bit crusher sound without them kind of like feeding one another yeah then it will just sound really mushy um you could also look at the gig rig um wet box which i think we also talked about before which is the single effects loop but it allows you to use an expression pedal to blend in your clean sound yes um, which actually which might so you be could do something like that might be the best solution for this do you know how much they are uh they are about 189 pounds i think okay but you need to buy an expression pedal on top of that to you do need to buy an expression pedal on top of that i mean for me i've um tried the Keymaster, and i thought it was actually really good because it's actually got xlr in and out as well okay so you could even run like an extra feed straight in because i know some people use it to run like microphone feeds and stuff so you can blend between like a microphone feed and a guitar feed and wow. things like that switch between so it's, it's definitely like more flexible for that sort of thing do you know how they do it normally joe do you know the band well enough to no no i don't i wouldn't know how they actually go about it they're just you know sort of another standard massive pedal boards two guitar players mm-hmm. uh yeah yeah, yeah. Don't know, or i've never if, seen um, if you want the ultimate boss suggestion uh you can use the esa and you can actually <laughs> run the pedals in parallel and then split effects into separate outputs um Okay. So, well, there's your there you one, go, there's sick. your one ES8 mention for the podcast. That's um, all you're allowed. Speaking of Pigtronics, and I know we do talk about this. Did we talk about Pigtronics? That's is that who makes the Keymaster? Key oh, sorry, I yeah, completely missed that. I was about thinking about something minutes. else. I, don't... I was thinking about something else. I was okay. thinking Toadworks for some reason. No, no, no. Pigtronics, different animal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tronics. Another not, member of Star Fox. Not works. Yeah. Good <laughs> barrel. Uh, roll. Uh, <laughs> 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 um. Pigtronics, like I really, I kind of feel sorry for Pigtronics to a certain degree because I really feel like they were maybe like five years too early. Yeah. Um. You know, if they were, if they were releasing pedals now, they'd be. If they were releasing like new pedals now, they'd be like. Yeah. People would consider them in with like probably like Chase Bliss and. But the stuff. Um, it's, you, you're and, absolutely like, what, right. Yeah. It, it's that's weird. Yeah. That isn't it? It is because, really like, weird. Five years ago, when they were releasing their stuff, it was it was great, but they've kind of gone gone under the red like the, yeah. the the philosophers the philosophers stone, stone and the philosoph- and philosophers no philosophers rock. tone oh, yeah, and the it, philosophers sorry. rock yeah uh, especially the tone i thought that was the philosophers tone was one well, of the, the best compressors on the market the class a boost no, still yeah. for class me a still boost. for me the the, make the best make good pedal on the market yeah, you plug yeah. that in with a 18 volt power supply the infinity looper is still probably the, the most looper, complex looper you I, can I mean get. it's definitely the best looper on i never understood it no, um, and and the mothership as well. Yeah, I just That's some, discontinued. I think some absolutely bananas pedals. Yeah, and, and um, now they're just basically they make they're making. I, I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but they're making uh mi- like mini stuff, micro pedals right. that look suspiciously similar to the X Five uh, yeah. stuff. Um, so. they, and they also, I, I don't know whether he's focused a lot of his time on uh, Supro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, he's doing super oh, and stuff as course. well. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's do another question. Uh, Josh says, "Hey guys, I'm a fairly new player, and I've upgraded the guitar and amp, so effects are the next thing. Do I buy multi effects or a few cheaper pedals to get started?" Um, I think we've had this a few times. Jay, do you want yeah. to um, give us uh, um, uh, the info that we normally give? Yeah, I mean, I think it it really depends on what you want to do. I think our suggestion generally tends to be there are so many good cheap pedals on the market at the moment cheap and good pedals on the market at the moment 
that you should just get a bunch of cool looking things for not a huge amount of money find the sounds that you like and then invest in them a bit more so you know go and go and look at the Moore pedals and the x5 pedals and um like the new tc pedals um you know if you find even if you find some sort of older um behringer pedals you know those behringer pedals still sell for like 10 15 20 quid yeah they're not going to last you very long if you start using them in a sort of live environment but they will certainly give you a taste of the sounds that you're into and then you just you know start delving into that so if you like the sound of a reverb then you know start looking start looking elsewhere and this that 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 is always i think the best way to go about it because multi-effects even with the best will in the world they always end up uh, a little bit more confusing than you want them to be. Well, yeah, a lot of them do. I kind of, I think, I agree with you that, uh, I agree that, what? What? No, nothing. 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 Ah. Okay, I agree that um, single effects are a better way for you to get like your personality across and yeah. like, like to buy like that. But, if you're just experimenting and starting out, yeah, multi-effects are probably the... Well, the Zoom G3. I yeah. still don't think there's anything as good value for money on sort of the multi-effects market that's so easy to use because... Yeah, uh, and, sure. And, and the, you're absolutely right. Like, multi-effects are always a, a, a complete, uh, you know, ball ache for you to, to control. But um, the, the, the G3 just has three rotary physical rotary buttons available for each effect yeah and you can combine up to three three effects at once so you could have a drive exactly can you not I think you can actually do more than that as well can't you because you can do like an amp sim yeah which has amp sims do, on there as well which, which could cool. effectively be your drive and then you could put three other pedals in there oh no sorry the amp uh, the amp that's one of the pedals to be right them, okay yeah. fine yeah. fine see i like the um digitech rp55 if you really just want to go i don't know what any effects are i just really want to plug something in no it's not easy to some sounds yeah There's but just it's a lot of scrolling that's that's my yeah, but it's just cool to just kind of go up and down and go that sounds cool what is that and then you can kind of find out a bit more because you might just go actually i don't want to use any pedals i want to be like Mark Packham and uh, mate, I use loads of pedals not when I'm actually <laughs> playing live but at home I'm, I'm rocking the pedal board that's how I started actually I had a Zoom G, GFX 505 or whatever it is or maybe it's just called the 505 and I bought it second hand it didn't actually tell you what effects were in it and it didn't tell you how you could edit them yeah, this or is... what they were so it came with like a paper manual which I didn't get because I bought it second hand and you just push the button up and down and it's like oh that sounds cool what is that oh it's a step phaser I later found out but it was more just like oh, that sounds cool there is exactly the problem like not being able to control the effects I think if I was if I had one of those effects and I found a phaser no doubt as it's a cheap pedal the, the phaser is going to be quick and really Airplane-y. really deep and and really obvious and I'd be like wow phasers sound awful I won't use any of those and I, th- I think I actually and that you'd actually, be correct that actually did put me off phasers <laughs> for years until I realised you could use them subtly and slowly just as like something to make your tone a bit more interesting yeah I mean I just I guess get something cheap and fun whether you go for like the single pedals I mean that is going to cost you more but yeah a multi-effect that you can edit and like you say the G3 at the moment seems to be the go-to like I see it on um, forums all the time where people are like yeah just bought a Zoom G3 because I'm starting out with effects um, I think that would be my advice is Zoom G3 let's do okay Frank's question so uh, Frank says Google is letting me down on this one I'm thinking about getting a JTV Variax the only thing holding me back is the idea idea of dealing with battery maintenance now I know that different Line 6 products can power the Variax via the included proprietary cable 
This cable carries power, guitar signal, and MIDI uh, to and from the guitar, maybe more. Is there a single breakout box that I can plug in a Variax cable, uh, plug a Variax cable in that would power the guitar and split the guitar signal into a normal guitar jack? This would then be the first pedal on the pedal board. Oof. Matt Knight. Jeez. Yes, if I remember rightly, when I was working at Anthons, we had a demo Line Six battery pack that was the an old. It was a Variax box that you plugged a power supply into. And then it was stereo jack from the guitar into the box, and then just a normal jack out from that into a cable, and that powered the unit. That's what I seem to remember as well. There was a line six you didn't have box. To, you didn't have to use the Cat5 cable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm sure it was just a breakout box. Um, yeah. It definitely. That... I don't know whether it still exists, though, because... Well, why would it? it would it... The, but then, the, but the technology is still the same in the yeah. Yamaha ones as it is in the old JTVs. Oh, I see. Um, yeah, the, the, I think it was just. I'm sure it was just called a Variax breakout box, something like yeah, that. Because it was. I thought the, the thing with the Variaxes was always like you needed that stereo cable yeah. to, to ah, demo well, them. Here you really. go. Um, well, if you if you head to the lovely store gak.co.uk in stock <laughs> yes. right now, no advertising. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't don't quote that we've got in stock. <laughs> <laughs> and it may or may not have stock of the Line Six Variax AB foot pedal. Is that what it's called? The exactly Vari- what you need. Yeah. Okay, just call up. Um, ask for Joe Branton uh, on the customer uh, Bo, services help Bo desk. Banton. I will hang up on you. Call up and ask for Bo Banton uh, on the Bustomer Burvis's Belf desk. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's listed on the site as running the 300, 500, 600, and 700, but I'm pretty sure it runs the modern JTVs as well because they use the same battery pack. Yeah, definitely worth investigating. Anyway, how much, Matty? Not a huge amount of money. Uh, about £40. Right, okay, yeah, definitely worth investigating. The good thing about Line 6, and this has been the same since they started, is that they've got great fo- like user forums on their website, so... If you are struggling or, you know, if our information is incorrect, which it most likely is, the Line 6 forum probably is a good place to go and, and ask the same question. Um, they should probably be able to help you out. So, but it, but it can be done. I know it can be done. I think if you want to run the Dream Rig, so if you want to run it into the, the back of a pod and then into... The DT25 or something. DT25, I think you need to use the Cat5 cable. Otherwise, I think you can just use a normal stereo because it's effectively then it's almost a bit like a uh, an active pickup system isn't it yeah because it's got like a stereo plug in it you can plug a normal mono cable in but it's the the way the the jack plug is inside that activates the battery yeah definitely the um, dream rig the dream rig do you think they called it that because it was in their dreams anyone would buy all three of those products yeah so what was the dream rig it was an HD500X a Variax and, and a, a DT25 or a DT50 yeah yeah that was a very very weird amp I know Matt has always um, raved about it has always not raved about it but like sort of defended it I always thought that was a very very strange amp I I, I couldn't quite get my head around it I always thought they sounded pretty good I think that it's one of those amps that it definitely wasn't like initially plug and play yeah because you kind of had to like mess around because effectively you had different power amp and preamp configurations so it's sort of like it was a bit like um, how there's that JHS pedal that's like six different big muffs and it's all analogue 
but it uses a microprocessor to select which components it wants to use and the DTV works the, the yeah works the same way so it's like all of these different amps in one but it's just this little processor de- determines how the valves switch on and what power rating they run at yeah 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 um so let's take one last question Reese says looking for a cheap octave pedal narrowed it down to the Joyo uh, what was that Jimmy Oyo's uh, Jeffrey Jeffrey Oyo's Jimmy is in the band oh yeah that's right so yeah, yeah the Joyo Voodoo Octave or the Moore Pure Octave which one do I go for Joe Branton you're king of octave pedals yeah it's tricky I mean you've chosen two things there that probably don't track um, very well so um, the more the more the more pure octave um Aid people is <laughs> not the best at tracking Brandon evil yes more do everything uh, everything else more do is brilliant um the tender octave which was the uh the octave pedal that more did before which they had to remove from the shelves why was that electroharmonics okay um that it was very very close to, okay fine to the pog um uh, so yeah that, and they replaced it with a pure octave and it just wasn't really as good the controls were a bit weird on the pure octave because you, you're on a rotary that selects like um, whether you are uh, one octave down or one octave down and one octave up one octave down and two octaves up and, and it goes around you, you've got a, a ludicrous amount of options on there and um, and it just it's tracking really wasn't great wasn't the tender octave? Didn't it get a cease and desist? Yeah, that's what we're just yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, yes, from possibly from electroharmonics. Yes, they did a they do a double one. I don't know if that one ever. That is that this this recently surfaced on the group that Moore have released a double version of a pedal that we know that they were told to take off the market. So I don't know, but someone someone had shared recently that that was on the Moore website it's certainly not on GAK's stock listing for Moore at okay. the moment so it's not something we can get right now but I would say if they can get that one to hit the shelves everyone go and buy one because they were great yeah, um, yeah. they were really really good and super affordable octave pedal um, and and if that does come out I <laughs> it's possible they'll get another cease and desist so buy it just buy, while it's buy it as soon as it comes out well, sorry pro looks Pro looks awesome because it's four presets, yeah. sub level and upper level, and then you've got six other controls on top to to control yeah, like it's, the overall amount. It's really good. I love all the more pro stuff. Uh, listeners, if you've not checked out the more pro pedals, um, give them a look because they're they're so much more than Moore's normal micro pedals they're more going after they're more uh, they're more they're, they're more going after more, sort going of, uh, after. more, more complex larger pedals but still more. keeping them super affordable I really liked the I had one of their reverbs the for a shim while verb. I had the shim, shim verb, verb pro, pro. Didn't you? yeah, yeah, the yeah that's right there, again just to back up exactly what you said there the um, shim verb wasn't very good I didn't think the Shimverb right. Pro was yeah, quite absolutely. good and I think that came down to the fact that the Shimverb was um, well suspiciously the same colour as the uh, Boss RV5 yeah um, which weirdly is another pedal that uh, I've always held a certain level of disdain towards oh no RV6 no what's the new what's currently RV6 on? is RV6 the new one, is the RV6. one. Yeah. so I never really liked the RV5 and the Shimverb I didn't really like but then they brought out the Blues crab, <laughs> sure. Uh, 
and then the sky verb as yes. well yeah, sky um, verb. and those are both really good pedals and i think the they took some of the tech from those pedals and put them into the shimver pro Right. Um, which made it a really, really cool pedal. Yeah, yeah, they were great. So, uh, but, but, uh, so kind of uh, back to this one. Uh, yeah, uh, neither of those I would have thought are going to track incredibly well. Um, I really, really think of all the effects that you can cheap out on. Octave is so hard to do that with. Yeah, because yeah. if you cheap out on an octave pedal, it just won't track. Yeah. It just won't do its job. Like, if you cheap out on a drive, it might sound a bit boxy, but it's still usable. You cheap out on a on a compressor and it might be a bit squashed but it's still usable if you cheap out on a an octave pedal it won't do its job so there's no point which is why octave pedals are expensive yeah i mean how much is a like a nan what's smaller a nano or a micro uh they're actually the same price the pog the micro yeah. pog and the nano pog are the same price yeah and they're about 160 quid so oh, it's wow. not That's yeah it's, it's wow. not a cheap pedal yeah yeah the subbing up yeah the tc subbing up I haven't really heard. Yeah, I mean um, the other one, uh, octave multiplexer, which I think is electronics is yeah. cheaper, but it's never that's been as good. That's got the filter though, isn't it? That's yeah. got that weird filter. Yeah, it's never so been. Think, and, I, and I still think it's the best sounding one, the OC2. Yeah, because um, it's got it's got a really cool like octave synthy sort of sound to Definitely. it. Definitely, the, the the Boss OC2 because you you've got one on your board, Matt, haven't you? The OC2, and I bought one off of you. Um, you can't uh, get those anymore, ago. new though, can no, you? No, OC3 now would but be. They, you see them on the second hand market. You can pick them up for around a hundred pounds, and they're really good if you don't need an octave up because it goes one octave down or two octaves down. Yeah, and I don't think Reese specified but, which which way he wanted to go. Funny enough, with the OC3, one of the features that I kind of I never got round to using, but I know a couple of you used it well, is that you've got that poly mode that you can dial out the upper strings and yeah. it just affects the E and the A. Which yeah. is quite cool if you're doing loads of riffs, but then you want to like play on the top strings without any effect. I thought that was always I never found it useful, but some people were kind of doing it for like if you're playing jazz and you're doing rhythm chords and lead work worked really really well yeah yeah yeah, yeah definitely so um, but another actually a, a, i've just thought of a, a cheap alternative okay um line six m5 yes that would has do has both a, a sort of pog-esque octaver on it and it also has a, a bass octaver which which is more sort of oc2 style in its controls and those are those are what 75 pounds 80 pounds uh, no they're a bit more than that 95 oh they've gone up a bit have they all right well okay it's still under 100 pounds and and you get you get an an absolute bucket of effects with them as well as a really good well tracking octaver from line six so maybe that I would yeah definitely I think avoid as much as I really like Joyo and Moore not for this yeah yeah with that um, let's call this a podcast if you want to hear some more we're going to talk about Matt Knight's ungiggable rig in the Patreon episode patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds where from as little as one dollar a month you can support us making the podcast at the one dollar tier you get an ad free early version of the main podcast every week at five dollars you get an extra half an hour plus access to all the old content I think there's something like 80 hours of content to uh, to listen through at the moment plus all the mini series that we do Branton's Ranton um, that's where we're also going to drop this new series looking at old gear of the year things from old guitar magazines um, and as you heard earlier in this episode Matt is also doing a whole bunch of interviews with pedal builders and guitar builders and, builders and stuff doing uh, interviews there um, and yeah so that's um, also patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds and from $10 a month you become one of our executive backers like these people have <coughs> 
What song are we going for? What music have we mentioned? Because you mentioned the blues crab. How about a rock lobster? Derek Bridge, Chris Connors, Andy Joy, Steve Michael, Blair, Tom, Scarlett, Manger, Andrew, Macro, Mark Cross, J.D. Jordan, Andy McKenzie, Bad Pitt, Paul, Corrigan, Jack, Godfrey, Will, Claire, Scott, Brian, Matt, Quine, Phil, Thompson, Laurie, Ansys, Moon, David, Colin, Addison. Yeah. Lobster. Thanks very much for listening this week. Uh, if you want to join in the conversation, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds Forum. Um, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Guitar Nerds. Um, as Matt said, uh, I guess Instagram is the place for guitar-related stuff now, so do make sure you follow us there. Yeah, um, And uh, you can go to the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Guitar Nerds Videos, where we just put up a video about the top five weirdest Ibanez guitars of uh-huh. all time. We've had some great stuff on there recently. We have, indeed. Yeah, that's you know, working hard. I'm going to release my own mini series on our YouTube channel called. Um, it's <laughs> you not even thought about it. Yeah, no, it's going to be good. It's we could do the Brantons Rantons. Um, wait, it, is anyone listening to this podcast an animator? Because you could animate Brantons Ranton and put that up on the YouTube. But then people have paid for it, so maybe yeah. not. No, on the YouTube, I want it to be different. Maybe something like Branton in the Buff or something like okay, that. Okay, good. We'll work on that. Um, with that, well, I've got access to the YouTube channel. I have all the logins. So I don't want you that. literally have no control over what I put up there. No one wants to see your login. Well, bull. Um, <laughs> um, thanks for listening this week. We will see you next week. Bull. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bull. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.